coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together and just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frank Biazzi. And before we get started, we have some housekeeping items to, to do. I really thought you were going to have a cool name for this place that we're recording in and you just called it the garage well, which is exactly garage. what it is <laughs> i'm a little disappointed well i see here's my thought when i name the new studios that we record in it's just the spaces and like i think there have been recording studios that have produced great content in garages so there's no shame at recording in a garage no um no i agree but like the den the loft like well, those are just, just the downstairs and upstairs of your house <laughs> It's like the garage that you may be like. You're giving away our secrets. The. <laughs> what did we call the laundry room when we did the first episode? You may have just called it the laundry room, to be honest. It's true. We gotta go back and listen. But let's take care of the housekeeping items, which we never have, but now we do. We have some Housekeeping, yeah. So obviously this podcast is coming out later than all of the other podcasts we've put out so far, but that's because we're actually changing the recording and release day of the podcast. Going forward, podcasts will come out Friday evenings for Saturday mornings, right? Is that what we said? No, Tuesday, Monday evenings. For this Tuesday is Monday. mornings. It's Monday. For Tuesday so, mornings. I know, you really threw me off. I was like, today, Friday? What? Did I time travel? <laughs> yeah, Tuesday Mornings. Tuesday mornings will be the podcast. Yeah, and probably Monday. Monday nights. Monday nights, but but who listens? To, does anyone listen to podcasts at night? Like the night before that bed, maybe. Released? Maybe some people before bed. Like I know podcasts are released typically like the night before the morning, but like I don't know. Podcasts to me are like a morning. I'm in the car. I'm driving. Yeah. But yeah, so that'll be the new schedule. Um, so look forward to that. You think this lawnmower picks up? Well, that's what I kind of like about the garage. I think it gives us a natural background noise. Do you want natural background noise when if recording a podcast? If it's something constant like that, like birds chirping and lawnmowers, it sounds like we're in a park. I think. I think it's, it's like we're kind of announcing the masters. Yeah, right. It gives us like an ambiance. Like I think you could put this in the background fake, and people would like it. I'm but I don't it. think it picks up. I like the view. I like that we get a nice little breeze. I'm wondering, see, I was jiggling with the cord a second ago trying to attach it, and I'm wondering if that picked up. But who cares? If, if we have distracting noises, it only makes you concentrate more on the words that are being said. My nose is so itchy. It's really bothering me. It's pollen. You were complaining to me because I was complaining about pollen allergies the other day. You were calling me weak. I don't have a pollen allergy. Well, why are you I wasn't calling you nose? weak. I was just saying you'd be dead if this was older times. No, but I'd be hardened by it. Like, no. I've grown up my whole life with pollen allergies and have never once succumbed to, like, medication. Like, I could just soldier through it. Like, people who go into, like, anaphylactic shock when they have, like, peanut butter. Yeah, that's We rough. shouldn't be saving those people. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of agree there. And if you're listening to this, you're allergic to peanuts, <laughs> and, like, you die. Survival Sorry. of the fittest, baby. Sorry, you shouldn't have been born weak. <laughs> Next What's time I'll see you, put a... What's the most offensive things we could say? Hey, anyone with a peanut allergy? No, it, that's like it's eugenics. not. It's not just peanuts. Papaya. All tree nuts. 
All tree nut allergies. I'm kind of allergic to apples. I'm allergic to, like, Honestly, tree fruits. You know what? That's actually a crazy take, though. Because that's just, like... I don't believe in medicine. Any sort of... <laughs> if you get any sort of sickness, you deserve to die. You cannot fix it. So you don't want to get to I the point where your distrust of organization and government makes you anti-intellectual and, like, you revert know. to, like, I take it back. You don't want if that. If you're allergic to peanuts... Hey, medical science has allowed it so that your life is fine. You just poke yourself in the thigh if you accidentally get a peanut. I wonder how many you. of these types of things like allergies have been introduced because of modern society, which is kind of where, where I came up with the topic I wanted to introduce today. Like, do you think cavemen were like allergic, allergic? to not peanut butter because there's no peanut butter? Like, is the concept of these severe allergies new? I don't know. No, probably not. Yeah, right? They're no. probably like people... Okay, like, back in cavemen times or Neanderthal times, when they're hunter and gatherers, most people could eat everything that was being foraged. Yeah, like, was anyone allergic like, to strawberries? Was, but there was, like, that one guy who had the strawberry, and he couldn't <laughs> breathe, and they just watched him die, and they went, oh my god! <laughs> that was a poisonous strawberry! Oh but no! then they all ate the strawberries, and they're like, we're fine. Bartholomew couldn't eat that <laughs> strawberry, he's dead now. Damn. Ah, well, I gotta eat my strawberry, or I will die. So you just weed, they weeded out the... Yeah. Maybe. All right, so the topic I kind of wanted to bring up yes, today and lean into. The topic that I was very excited about that I was said I was going to do research about it, and then I just never did. That's okay. We don't need research. We fly by the seat of our pants. But the idea is how do you start the revolution? And I'm phrasing this question deliberately. I'm not saying a revolution. I'm saying the revolution because in this instance I'm talking about Something very specific, and Man, it's those birds are nice, right? I think it sounds. I hope that I hope. I hope, it, I hope you could hear this. The birds that were chirping. Look at the sun starting to sneak out a little bit. The garage is a good studio. I'm telling you. How to start the revolution, and I'm talking about not necessarily a revolution of arms, <laughs> but a revolution of consciousness. And I'm not talking about something necessarily national. Uh, in the sense of what's happening with domestic politics in the United States, but I'm some, talking to, about something on a more human scale in terms of our mental capacity and our spiritual capacity and our consciousness level. Like, how do we start the, the next human revolution in order to step forward in what we can be? Okay. So because I think, I think our society is what's holding us back. I think we need to then attack it in parts. Yes. And I think the first part is is we have to diagnose not diagnose, that's not the right word. We have to break it down into into segments. Okay. If we want or if we like how does the next revolution start? Let's look at the segments that are that comprise what would it take. So like in my brain I go, okay, the population number one, the people. The people need to be aware. Yes. Okay. That brings me to number two, which is the media. You need a, an accountable, truth-telling media that is not paid for for any reason. Number three, I believe, is like industry. Like big corporations and business need to be held accountable for shit that they do. Um, and kind of the same thing is like they need to be brought to light. And then the fourth, which is probably the most important, Maybe not. I actually kind of think the media is most important, but we'll get into that. But then I think, like, the fourth thing is probably, like, government. Like, you have to rein in government, too. So, 
I think, but I think it kind of has to work in that order. Like, I think the population has to be first. Like, people, everyone needs to to agree and come together. Unity. Yeah. The thing Biden was calling so, for unity, but like real unity, not that type of unity. Real unity around the people saying, "Hey, so, we are living in a fake society. I think we need the way to come we together." That specifically is the first thing that came to my mind is the destruction of identities. And what I mean by that is I think we live in a world that is consumed by identity politics. And if we can destroy that and break that down, like I want the reaction when someone asks you, are you a Democrat or a Republican to be revulsion? Like that question should offend you. You should be like, I'm neither of those things. Both of those things are disgusting. I would never associate with the two-party system in this country where politics is a complete shell game and it's completely corrupt. Well, and going forward, if someone were to ask you, are you gay or straight? Are you well, I have a theory. Are you black or white? You say, I don't need to identify by those characteristics. Well, here's my theory. To have any opinion I, on anything. I once had a quote back in my old job that was so profound accidentally yeah. that... I wrote it down on a piece of paper because I thought it was hilarious. Um, everyone at the time was ordering black golf clubs. Like, black golf clubs aren't very common. Yeah. But it's like a steel that's brushed with this, like, matte black. And every new order of clubs that were coming in that on this one day happened to be black clubs. And so I'm there with my buddy Chandler, and I'm like, I said, oh, look, everyone's getting black clubs to be different. And then I said, everybody wants to be different, therefore everyone is the same. And I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And I think you can equate that to, like, right now. Everyone, like, there's so many different sects of identity, right? Like, you got your trans, your LGBTQs, your your far lefts, your far rights, your antifas. We have so many different sections of people. Your bugaloo boys. Bugaloo? 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 Boogaloo boys. Like, just everything. Because everything has gotten broken down. So because we have so many identities... We actually don't have any identity. Like, no one has anything. And we need to realize that we don't have identities in the sense of, like, we're all in this together. We are all the same people. The woke, tribalist society that has been created and controls us all is moving in the ideology of the political collectivist. But in actuality, it is slavery of the individual in my opinion like we are all being like entrapped by this ideology if we shake the notion of identity altogether like you be you i am sal bias you are frankie Biazzi. i'm not ashamed of my opinions which is why we have this podcast you go be you yes and if that happens to be a trans person that's fine cool but be you don't be a don't part be, of a trans but movement. But I'm trans, so uh, there, therefore I hang out with all these trans people. Correct. Trans in my life. Correct. Be, you, be whoever you Correct. are. Pursue your interests. We've we've become so consumed with these smaller if identity groups. If someone punches you in the face because you're trans or fires you because you're trans, come see me. Talk to me personally. I'll be on your side. Promise. And not because you're trans, but because it's wrong. Yes. And we all agree it's wrong. We have to move past the idea... And I think that's, like, step one is what we're saying, right? Like, yeah, I think so. Okay, population, the people, the citizenry, how do we get everyone on board? What can we agree on? We can agree on these things, right? That, like, if you're well, trying to be I don't, salt I don't know the if, earth, good I don't person. know if, if you wanted to talk about this on the podcast, but, like, you've been writing a new Declaration of Independence. Well, I started. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't visited again. You should. Because like I think that's like the point. Is like regardless of if you were a Trump supporter, a, a diehard Biden supporter, a diehard leftist that, that hates Joe Biden and Kamala Harris or or a libertarian, whatever your politics are, whatever your then gender identity, it doesn't matter. All of that is so small to the fact that we are humans living in this world. And if we go a little smaller, we're living in America. And like your idea of the, the new Declaration of Independence is like, hey, these are the ideals that, that we, we can be founded on again, like a, a new foundation. And like we can all get behind these. Even though we all have different opinions, we can get behind these. Yes. These core philosophies and thoughts. Yeah. And I think really the assertion of being free, like being your own self-sustaining, living, breathing, thinking, conscious human being and being able to thrive as you are with the passions that you have following the beliefs that you hold in your pursuit of happiness. Like these aren't controversial things, but in today's day and age, I think every political ideology agree that that is not, you know, it's not what the reality of it is. Oh no, that was just, we've just lost Sal's thought. I don't know where exactly fell out, but it probably picked up on your mic a little bit, Um, but fine. But I think that kind of brings us to the the second arm, which I believe is like the media and the role the media plays. And I'm talking your mainstream cable media, like your MSNBCs, your Fox News, your CNNs, your ABCs, whatever it is. And that also goes to like your phones too, what you see on Twitter, what you see on Facebook, all this shit. Um, how far journalism has come and at this point it's crazy like it's not even an opinion like it's not an opinion i follow on twitter real journalists glenn greenwald is the i in my personal he's one of the most important people in in america today he's not in america that's true he's where is he is in Brazil. brazil yeah so Never mind. But he's, still, he's, he's such an important figure That's like, I for the like... political landscape, though. Because he calls out journalism. I, at this point, like I don't even think he cares about American politics. He cares about American journalism. And he sees what happens to it. Because his own fucking platform that he founded, he it's, it's the same thing that everything else is. Everything has become this compromised... Tar. Like, I don't even have a word. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. And, I mean, on the same plane, like, someone like James Corbett, who I consider, like, one of the most important voices in modern media. Not, is in Japan. Not in America. He's in Japan. Like, these people, we talk about freedom. We talk about freedom here. That's why I think we need to get out. If you really want to commentate on America, you have to be outside of America. You have to expatriate? Yeah. I don't know, man. But we're not talking specifically about America as much as, like I said, human consciousness. So I yeah. think step one... But I think but I think it's unique to the American experience in terms of our experience. Actually, so. I don't necessarily think it is. Like, America's... We, you, I remember 
the first time I experienced this, I think it was, I don't know if it was college or high school when I had, like, write a paper. And it was, like, the first time I really thought about, like, wow, America has such a big impact around the globe. So, like, yes, it's, this is, I'm thinking in a nationalistic way, but I think it expands to the rest. Like, America, if America is the first domino that falls in the, the new revolution of, like, consciousness, I mean, I think everything follows. I think so, too. But China... Like, let's say it happened in France. Like, let's say France has a, has a giant... Cultural revolution. It might spread a little bit, but, like, it's not... It's not the it same... It spread through Europe. It's not the same as it happening here. Oh, man. So, one of the other things to go on the global scale, I was thinking, is currency and doge. Because... Obviously, Doge's taken a hit over the last few days, but that doesn't change what I think about Doge long-term and what it can be. And the reason why I think it's going to sustain itself is because it's not just people in the United States that invest in Doge. It's, it's people all over the world. And there's so many people in the world that all you need is a fraction of them to be interested in Doge that it could sustain a I decent said this, price. So. I said this to your father-in-law, and when you look back throughout history... And how, like, initially things go from, like, a trade system, like a barter system. Like, okay, I'll give you this for those. And we're, we're assigning value, right? Like, okay, my five corn stocks are valuable as that one chicken. Whatever it is. And then you have a system come along. Yeah, just put on the giant <laughs> jacket in the middle of the podcast. It looks like a quarterback on the sideline. <laughs> except smaller. Um, but when, when those, when you look in like your like textbooks from school yeah. and you learn about the first currencies, those giant fucking rocks that had holes in them. Yeah. What are those? Like what? <laughs> like those are nothing. Those mm-hmm. were rocks that were designed to be currency. What is our currency? Our currency is nothing. It is a piece of paper that we've assigned a value. Now, the initially the dollar was on the gold standard. So sure. It actually did matter. Like it, it. The paper represented value. Well, now it, it doesn't. But we're watching the Federal Reserve just pump out money. So that's what I'm saying, right? Of corrupt com- Congress so people. Whether it's out of thin air, whether thin it's air. it's Trillions Doge, it's Bitcoin, it's whatever. The, the the dollar is in serious danger. It is it is being threatened by other currencies. Because guess what? We're not going to play by your game anymore. Like it's a game, right? You've set up this game where. We all, we get houses, we pay for those houses, we pay for our bills with these dollars. Well, guess what? I've decided that this little meme dog is worth more than your dollar. <laughs> it's not worth more than the it's dollar It's technically worth less than your dollar, but I'm willing to spend my dollars on these dollars. Because I think in the future, these dollars are going to be more important. Well, that's all crypto is. Like, I mean, when you break it down, crypto is trading in your money for digital money. You know? Yes. But... It's like exchanging it. If the digital money keeps surging to the point where the federal government... The federal government's talked about all sorts of ways to start circumventing crypto, whether it's regulations or now they're going to maybe introduce their own crypto coin, which would be probably a disaster. Like, That's why crypto is inevitable. I think that when we talk about revolution of arms, something that could spark something like that worldwide could be... If the New World Order global, globalist bankers from behind the scenes really start to creep their hands into crypto. But crypto 
Most of the money in crypto, in my opinion, is probably in billionaires anyway. Like, exactly. I don't think they have any interest in in really... Elon Musk. Rig- Look at Elon Musk. Yes. Like, we just saw it on SNL, right? Like, they, I mean, he's like the rich, one of the richest dudes. And I, I bet you most of his money is in Bitcoin, Litecoin, XRP. They can rig and game those Doge. currencies easily with the amount of money it, yeah. they have access to. They can pump up their wealth infinitely yes. with this loop that they've now created between crypto and the stock market. But that's good for people like me or you if you want to invest in a crypto like Doge or like Litecoin because as they pump up those coins, they go up. That's theoretically. But real quick, if you had a global currency... If you had a global currency, I think that could spark the... If we had something that could free us from the antiquated banking system controlled by we-know-who behind the yeah, scenes... Yeah, why, why would I want to keep my dollars that may be insured by the FDIC up to $250,000? Every bank commercial will tell you that. Uh, why would I trust my money in your hands when I have a secured wallet on my phone that is on the blockchain... That only I have a key to. It there, there's no way of me of me losing my money. No one is stealing my well, money. That's not true. Why? Well, I, I mean, it's so secure. What if the internet disappears tomorrow? I don't think they can. Like, I don't know if they have that power. I mean, I don't know. I would. I wouldn't put it past next generational warfare to include just taking out entire power grids and if you don't have power and you don't have access to the internet then you don't have money I don't know I don't really have a rebuttal for that also though I was going to say that <laughs> dude just rode by on his bike yeah and he like looked in here we should put a sign does he want to join the podcast no we should put a sign though it says the brothers ketchup. ketchup and I feel like we'll get some listeners also, though, that actually is a good idea. We'll have a third mic that's always plugged in and just sitting right here. Anyone can join. Anyone can join at any time. If you walk by and see us recording, just... Yeah, be cool. That's the benefit like, of the garage. Kind of like Crowder's Change My Mind, except it's just like... Join our podcast. Join our podcast. What would a revolution of consciousness look, look like? Um, I was thinking about that. Would I think it would be coming... I was listening to... You heard some of it. Well, we were in the car today. The Russell but, Brand thing? No, Corbett. Oh, his church of... He was talking a lot about... Statism? Yes. Is the concept of government... Is government inherently immoral? Yes. Dude, I'm... I'm I've, I don't know if we've actually talked about it. Like, I've started listening to... The Legion of Skanks podcast a couple years ago. Okay. I don't listen to every episode, just listen here and there. Funny as funny as hell. That's Big J Ogerson, Luis J. Gomez, and Dave Smith. Mm-hmm. That's where I found Dave Smith. I didn't know who Dave Smith was. Watched some of his stand up, followed him on Twitter. Big politic guy. Has his own politics podcast. Libertarian, like true libertarian. I'm so on board of just like that route, that route of like. You're all fucking frauds. Government needs to be destroyed. Like, almost basically like an anarchist, but with the idea of, like, every every decision should be left up to you, the individual. Yes. Who are the government? We live... America was founded on the principles of liberty 
and freedom. Yes. You don't have that anymore in this in this country. You haven't had it in a really long time. Like, the war on drugs is a joke. I've gone a little even further than that. I agree. But it, let's go back to the idea of is government, though, inherently immoral? Because Yes. Okay. No, it is. So if it is, then it doesn't matter what America was founded on, then the Constitution itself is an immoral document. But I think it is. I don't think like, I don't think you can argue that it isn't. I think it's the it's not the word. It's a good. I think it was a good thought. Yeah, like it's not a bad kind of like everything. Like I mean, I think it was founded with good intentions. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was. But it's it was, at the end of the day, it's a bunch of people who are imposing you, their will. Exactly. Who are you? Who are you to put any authority over someone else? Yes, and they were holding slaves. Yeah, of course. So, like, they're pieces of shit. Yeah. That's, why, that's why we talk about, like, the statues. Like, they took... Like, I'm not a big believer in, like, tear down statues. But yes. also, I don't really give a fuck. Like, if you want to tear down statues, go do whatever you I want. I just think it's... Yeah. I think that... My problem with the people who tear down the statues is that they're idiots. <laughs> well, And I don't want idiots roving through the streets destroying shit. Well, in my new world And view, letting them do that is a problem. In my new world view is... Listen, they do whatever they want. <laughs> yes, you are entitled to do whatever you want. Now, I would argue, um, but then you have I'd to give people. Then you have to educated. give people like. Then you have to give people the right to, to stop them. Exactly, and that's they, my point. That's the problem, though. We don't have that right. Well, the mili- That's the malicious. I always use. I my my new thing though is using kind of like the war on drugs. Yes, is like it's such a good example. Of how incompetent the government is, in every fashion. They've been the the war on drugs now has been going on since the eighties. Is that when it started? Reagan in the eighties, or is it? I mean, seventies. Really, the early, late sixties, late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Has has drug issues gotten better? No. In fact, they've gotten severely worse. They're outlawing menthol cigarettes, dude. So let's stop that. Everything's legal. Who cares? Go do what you want to do. Because just because something is legal doesn't mean people are going to do it. And just because it's illegal doesn't mean people aren't going to do it. Yes. So if heroin was legal tomorrow, is that going to make you go do heroin? No. You've made the choice as a human being, as an adult male who's got a child and a wife, be like, hey, I'm not going to do heroin. Heroin's not my thing. Um, If you want to do heroin, that's fine because you're a human being and you can make your own decisions too. And it's like the fact that we need – and that's what really kills me, though. Like, Biden. Like, so much of, of his policy, and I think just the left in general, is more government. More and more government. Which is why, like, and as much as I loved Bernie back in 2016, like, I look back at that, I'm so grateful, like, he didn't win. Like, that's just more government that I don't think is capable of, of doing anything properly. Or well. So why would I want them to do more things? Why would I want them to be in charge of more stuff? At the end of the day, government is the will of the few being imposed on the many. And in today's society, the will of the few are completely owned by corporations. Corporations have the influence not only over our political, but also our social infrastructure. I think we've got... I think we started... You asked, you said, what would it look like? Yeah. So what I was about to say is... What it would look like is 
us becoming aware of that. But what is it? What does it really look like, right? A rejection like, of that. Okay. I understand that, and that's what I want. Like, yes. I want... But what is that? How I do want, you do it? I want an anarchist rejection but of it's not, everything. Anarchist... There has to be something between complete anarchy and government. There is. And it's individual government. It's the government of the complete few. But I that look is, at what happens when that happens... And you have a complete breakdown of systems that have been put in place. What happens to your mortgage? What happens to your car? What happens to your water, your gas? Like, these are the things that have been built through this system. Yes. That if we are rejecting it, these things... It's like, we're going to go through this really What's going to happen is... Period. Yes. Yes. Unless... Unless the, ascent, the next step in human consciousness is an understanding of facilitating or motivated by a technological advancement that require that is able to somehow give us i don't know energy or resources or awareness of well, something this, beyond so this is like, where yes. my brain goes to like we've talked about this too off podcast the the amount of technology that exists that we don't know about like if we get to this level well, now we got to start talking about disclosure. Yeah. Because I think that's a natural progression of the next step of consciousness. Well, I think that's I think that's really number 3 in the big bullet points we've been talking about is disclosure. Okay, so, so if we, we might, get dis- disclosure. Yes. And I'm not I'm talking everything we know about aliens. transparency. If the government was able if we were able to find out everything the government knows from JFK to aliens to cancer the research, the CIA shreds millions of everything. documents a day. Yes. What are they shredding? What do we need to... What do we know? And not just the United States like, government. Like, how Every sick is it? Every government. Like, how sick is it, though? That, like... Am I yelling? I'm, like, yelling. You're yelling, but it's okay. How sick is I'm it... very animated. That if... That's why we need a video format to the podcast. Really yeah, right. get the message across. <laughs> Although my hand is in my pants right now. I don't know. <laughs> you were picking your nose earlier. <laughs> how sick is it that if you were to go up to most people... On the street. Yeah. And ask them about the experiments that were run on the Tuskegee Airmen. How many people know about that? I don't, not and many. How many of the people that know about that would just say, oh, yeah, well, like, that's a conspiracy. And it's like, no, that is a proven thing that our government did to its citizens. So, like, who are we to trust anything that they do? And that's what we know. That's what we know. Well, when you look at... When you look at- Operation Mockingbird and what we know from the 70s where 450 journalists were openly cooperating with the CIA and all the things we know about how they planted stories and, and Bernstein and Woodward who still get paraded around like heroes what and was, what they, their ties with the CIA. Well, just yesterday on Twitter, there was like the – I think it was this morning. I think it was yesterday. Trending on Twitter was like about how like the Democrats – like, love the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, they're... they're like, they're great approval them, ratings yeah. for the FBI and the CIA. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. We've gone backwards. In those because... Two and I can't believe that. Because that's, the media... But I think that's where, like, the media comes it. in. But I don't believe it. Oh, I do believe it. I think these polls are bullshit. Uh, I don't think so. I think they are. I don't. 63% of the country approves of Biden. No, I think that might be bullshit. But I'm talking <laughs> but about... that's like, bullshit, then no, bullshit. no. You There's can't something any of the polls. There is something about the FBI and the CIA that, that I legitimately, yeah, man. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no. They've been 
watch movies about CIA agents. And I think people every, think it's awesome. No, they don't understand that. Like, really, what it is uh, is like the Stasi and the SS. It's bad, dude. Do you see the political uh, correct CIA videos that were floating around this weekend with the guy who was like, "I'm fucking." Sorry, I'm like swearing now because it's hilarious. I've been swearing this whole episode. Um, I don't really care anymore. Um, gay and the CIA and have anxiety and the CIA hired me and then I was being sworn in and John Brennan had a rainbow on his lanyard and it made me feel good. <laughs> it was like what the fuck. And the other one was like, I'm a lat- cisgender Latina woman and I, would, I can I, be. You know what I want? I want someone to come right now, take my face and smash <laughs> it in the cement. Just smash my face in the cement until I stop breathing. <laughs> Also, yesterday, I was talking to Amanda. This has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but I just thought it was funny. I, I like, I'm r- going to write up, like, a like a paragraph and have it saved. Because the other day, like, I didn't feel good, and I was like, oh. This was yesterday, I didn't, like, feel great. And I was like, what if I'm getting COVID? And I said, what if I die? Like, what if I happen to be, like, the young guy who dies from COVID? I don't, I've had very outspoken Facebook posts about COVID over the past year. And I don't want anyone to be like, haha, this guy died of COVID. So, like, my whole post that I wanted to write, and, like, if I die, like, make sure this gets posted. is going to be like, I'm glad I died of COVID. I don't want anyone giving me shit. <laughs> I still believe everything. Yeah. I've said that. I've said that to Rachel, too. Like, I've, I look, I stand by everything I've ever said. Yeah, right? Like, Even I if I drop that, yeah. everything I said is still right. Fuck you. And, you know, but whatever. But anyway. it's not. Like, I'm willing to admit I'm wrong sometimes. But anyway. just some of the things about COVID. Back to the... Wait. What? I don't remember. Okay. So back to the... Uh, okay. I gotta, well, I'm got i going to get my way back. So we were talking about... Because then we got to disclosure. Because if everything is available... Yes. Like, all those problems I listed about, like, okay, your, your mortgage, your car, your, like, all that stuff can easily, easily be solved if there's, like, what if a the, next level of... What if the billionaire elite class and the technocratic society the political brokers behind the scenes the bankers are actually 50 to 300 years further ahead of the rest of human civilization in contact with alien civilizations capable of advanced uh, space flight they've been they've been imagine they've all had cancer 70 times and have beat it every time because they have like one pill that they take <laughs> and it cures them yeah like i think all that shit is I don't know if it's true, but I think it's all possible. Yeah, sure, right? So imagine if we found that out as a society. That's what I'm saying. Like, So I, I think of like Elon Musk and the, uh, the Neuralink thing. Yeah. All right, if Neuralink is as powerful as it seems to be, like I don't know how much Neuralink stuff you've read and watched. It's creepy that we're going to just be able to like put something in our brain and we're going to be a much better civilization. Is that like... No. Like, are we, like, I believe that the human brain is capable of doing amazing things without the Neuralink. Like, without, sun shower. without some sort of cybernetic implant, there's aspects of human consciousness that we haven't unlocked or haven't been allowed to unlock beyond what we, are, we know. I think, that's, I think that there's probably more stages of human evolution ahead. And I don't think that necessarily has to come from from implanted technology. 
And I'd but be skeptical I, of any implanted technology that promised some sort of regardless advancement of in human consciousness. if it's consciousness. technology or if it is just a disclosure of, of new truths and it just – if we all have to – if we're all forced, if the human being – right, like evolution comes out of necessity, right? Like That's not evolution though. No, no. I, I think it is. Like if <clears> – if we are given a new – set of rules right like we've been playing this game of life by this set of rules and then the switch is flipped and there's a whole new set of rules where we know more truths we know things the government is collapsing because no everyone is rejecting it well now there's a new set of rules in this society and people are going to adapt to that and like that's evolution it's it's revolution it's exactly what we're saying um but it, it takes time but that's not Neuralink, though. No, no, no. Well, but it could be. Well, you're saying if we're all forced. No, I don't think you're, anyone's going to be forced to, like, the Neuralink thing. Yeah, but I'm no. just saying, once everyone is more... Okay, I always I kind of think, like, the Matrix. Yeah. In in the Matrix, it's just Neo who's given the choice to wake up. But what if everyone at once wasn't given the choice to wake up? You were forced to wake up. Like, we've, we've talked about this just me and you fucking years ago when we were talking about, like, how much... Well, there has to be something that reveals it. Okay, when we... But I'm worried that the powers that be are trying to keep that from happening. Oh, I think they, I think they are. I yeah, think they've well, been sure. doing that for... Decades, but that's when they why, when like, they killed JFK. They were that's like, hey, why like any, we can't let people know we killed JFK. The Chinese, the Chinese missile crash, and all these other like space events. The big asteroid that passed a few years ago. No, there's a, and like you know, but I don't think they'd ever tell us the truth about it. But at some point, and whether that's in our lifetime or way after, well, actually, I get. I, what I'm going to say is wrong. I was going to say at some point it, it, it'll have to, but no, I think we're actually at a crossroads. I think you have like two choices. The choice one, the path leads to like in 200 years, we are literally all just slaves in basically human drones for the, for the government. And the government in 200 years is very different than what it is now. It is a complete authoritarian overseer of the world like it's not just here it's one one global government the new world order yeah um and then there's the other path which is the new revolution the the new stages of consciousness the the future i think you're probably right i think you're probably right but i gotta be honest path two scares the shit out of me like or path one i should say the first one of just like if we don't wake up as a society and we continue this ridiculous collapse identity fighting collapse. in this like like what we said we said this on the last podcast about this like this is the worst way for it to end is like this propagandized utter just disgust. Like if you're gonna if we're gonna go to collapse for positive reasons, let's get there. If it's gonna be for negative reasons, let's just get there. Cause this this is awful. Yeah, well, we all know both sides are lying, and then one side's like, but love us. Yeah. And the other side's like, please leave us alone. You know, and you know what, like, really irritates me is, like, 
I don't have a like I don't care who is running for senator for congress I don't give a shit like at this point it doesn't matter like I truly don't think it matters the GOP is awful they have no backbone they have lost every culture war since the early 2000s they they are terrible well if government is immoral is your vote consent yeah 100 percent. that's a that's a great that's a great point like that so but you know how sick it is like how far we've come (laughs) yeah that what happened on january 6th at the capitol how many people were like that's bad and i'm like I'm not even just talking about, like, news people. I'm yeah. talking about, like, regular people who are like, well, they shouldn't have done that. Like, people who agree with those people and were like, well, they shouldn't have done that. No! We should all be doing that. We should all be actively doing that. There. At there. That place. At that place. Not the that we ever encourage you. This is an entertainment joking podcast. But that's not a cathedral. No. That's a place where corrupt but, politicians but, work. Humans made those buildings. <laughs> And corrupt politicians work there. The worst people in the country work in those buildings. But this is where we get into what Corbett was talking about. Is like just the like people have such a love for their government now, and it's you should you shouldn't like your government, even if they are good. You shouldn't like your government. The government should work for you. They should like you. You shouldn't like them. And at this point, it's like the fawning over, like when like. When Joe Biden won and, like, the tweets about just, like, everything's fixed now. I can smile again. I want you to die. We did have – see, he – even Corbett in the podcast I was listening to today that was nine months old. And I don't mean to name drop Corbett so much on this podcast. I was just listening to him today. But – I don't know. I've said Elon Musk like four times on this episode. Yeah, that's fine. But he said it himself. Like, he – doesn't like Trump at all and he thinks that Trump is just his own crony and this game that elites are playing and all this stuff but at least Trump was like desecrating what the people he was shitting on what it like stood for yeah and he was and he was it was sacrilegious and like that was at least something to root for and it it still is like that's what makes that's why Trump had the Rambo flags and the no one actually thought Trump was Rambo Maybe some people did, I guess. No, but no I don't one know. actually really did. In the beginning of Trump, and then like significantly less each year after, there was like I had a genuine hope. I had a hope too. that like he was gonna be a Rambo. He was gonna go in, he's gonna shoot the place up, so to say, right? He like, should have, but he didn't. But think about how little power Trump actually had in the end. Like think about the dichotomy between, like you think Merrick Garland and William Barr were the difference between Trump doing anything with the Department of Justice and now the Department of Justice literally ransacking Rudy Giuliani's apartment. They could do whatever they want. The Department of Justice is a rogue organization. They they all are. (laughs) They all are. They are all rogue organizations. They all operate for themselves at the discretion of of billionaires. And because of some miracle (laughs) in 2016 that scared the ever-living shit out of of the people that were in charge and said... Holy shit, these people are starting to wake up. They don't like us. They just voted for this guy. Yeah. They want they pro don't forget. They propped Trump up. Yes. They said, Oh my god, Trump, Trump is running. Oh my god, we're gonna were, wipe the yeah. fucking. We floor have emails them. from John uh, Podesta that say 
Trump and Ted Cruz, they're such jokes. One of those two get it. We, we Clinton's in the bag. And they lost. And they went, oh, no. They lost while they were cheating. And then what they showed in, in the four <laughs> years of Trump was like how little the presidency mattered if they didn't want it to matter. And guess what? They didn't want the Between president the to media matter. Between the media and the media, Department of Justice, the FBI, the, the Congress, CIA, the, the Department of Justice, the C- yes, all, all of it. All. all of it were rogue organizations that could do whatever they want. Let's... They spied I mean, on Sal, him before they, he was after president. I was about to say, like, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> they spied on a sitting U.S. president. Like, there's a campaign. A camp- the Obama no. administration's Justice Department was spying on Trump while he was running for president. I could do this all day then now. They framed like, it's, him. They framed him for what they were doing with Russia. Which is actually why I'm going to take this all back them. to a revolution yes. and that which it's never going to happen. Cares? It's never going to happen. Yes. Because the fact that what happened in 2016 literally doesn't matter now went, doesn't matter came and went doesn't matter no one saw just and at this Wait, point i'm pretty sure most, and at this point i'm pretty sure most americans understand that what we know about 9-11 and what actually happened are two different things same thing about jfk like if you ask most people today they understand about jfk they're like things. oh yeah like it wasn't it wasn't just lee harvey it wasn't, yes they may not know i don't know like, i don't know but we but know, know it wasn't that we know the government's lying yes okay so Oh God! It just, I'm gonna be sick. So, whatever you think about Trump, if you hate Trump, you love Trump. We like Trump, but that's fine. You don't have to like Trump. Well, uh, don't throw me in there. I'm not a Trump guy. I was a Trump guy. <laughs> Trump sucked. Fuck him. Yeah. Okay. I like fine. what he stood for in the beginning, and he didn't do yes. anything. I like. I shouldn't say fuck Trump because he still actually cracks me up. Yeah, though. that's like, what I, I got. Think. Like, yeah, like I like. Tr- I root for Trump. Like I like him as a dude. Like he's the best we got. But that's it. That's yes. all it is. And that's, that's all the point. Like, he was the best he's we the had. Best we he was have. our best shot. Best. He was our best shot. But, like, what we're saying is, like, take it all down and leave us alone. If you well, that's why I'm self-sustaining really... small municipalities Remember, all across the globe me, that I said interact this... like cells that interact. And the earth is just one living organism of interlocking small units. How old do I have to be to run for president? 45? That was 43 for some reason. Maybe it's 43. If I get there... If and, I get to present... To and there's... President. No, if I get to, like, the age where I can run and all this same stuff is going on... I've said this to you before, and I, I was serious when I said it. I will run on the platform of being a rogue dictator. That, like, <laughs> you are going to democratically elect me, and once I'm in there, none of these rules everyone. matter. I'm going to destroy... All of the rules. You can't get me out. Like, I'm going to openly, openly be, be about it. You would get arrested by the military. Let him come after me. But that's my point. Is like, that's what we need. Like, we need... Like, we need a rogue dictator. No, we need to that's just... That's that famous last words of every, uh, we need every to, good civilization. We need to tear it down. And they're, they're, I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you do it. But I, I think... It's the, gotten we so can, big. If we could ascend in consciousness to understand that, like, we have so much technology now. We've advanced really far. You know, we use it for us to argue with each other on Twitter. Yeah, like, why don't, we, <laughs> why don't we just, like, all quit our jobs and see what happens? <laughs> so let's stop paying taxes, quit our jobs, and hey. Now, even just saying that, I think, puts me on a list. I mean, I just said I was going to run kind of society, as a dictator. So but like, what kind of society are we living in? We're just saying things... Gets you put on a government list. That's where we are. I don't think you're on a government list. 
But I think we all have the suspicion that anything you say and do can put you on a government list. That's not good. Can we all just agree this is not good? I grabbed my nuts in the face of the, <laughs> the government, government list. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm trying, I try to get my firearms, man. They're going to come for him. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I I still just think like there will be like a like an event like a like a one off event that will rattle it to its core. Like I hope. Yeah. Like a Boston Tea Party, like I've talked about before, is like one event where people come together and say no. I hope so. But I don't know. I hope it's Doge. What that is. Um, <laughs> I hope Doge hits $20. I'm going to say another. Uh, in three years, and, the, and Biden's gonna, like, Doge is illegal, and everyone's like, let's just overthrow governments for Doge. That'd be great. You know what I want to do on a, future, meme. on a future podcast? What? I want to do a power ranking of, like, politicians. Okay. Tier list? Like a tier list. Like a... S tier politician. There's like, none. there's... There might be, like, one. No S, no politicians S tier. I got one. Who's who S tier politician? Ron Paul. No. Ron Paul. Ron baby. Paul's cool, but Ron he's Paul. not S tier. He's S tier. <laughs> I think Trump's S tier. <laughs> you just said you weren't a Trump guy. You're gonna make him S tier. Still S tier. <laughs> yeah, he trampled that shit. The okay, fact that he so was. So we're just talking about. I'm just talking okay, about the fact that like, running for political office. If you're if you're on a stage yeah. on TV, and you say. These people are, are criminals, and they want to put us in war forever because it makes the money, and we're killing innocent children overseas. Instant S tier. There's only three people who do it. Ron Paul, Trump, and Tulsi Gabbard. So, like, those are my three. It's a very low bar. But even the... Okay, I know what you're saying. But just by nature of being... But if you're ranking... The problem is, just by nature of... Okay, we just said government's immoral. And your vote is consent. Being a politician is like being a slave master. It's tough. It's tough. Because if I, if I They're agree... All, they all are instruments of the no. war machine. Trump sat at the desk no, but I, I while don't Yemeni think... children on, starved to death. I'm going to make the argument, though, yes. that... You have to, there are going to be people in it that have to try to, if it's immoral, you have to fix it. Well, you can't fix it because it's immoral no matter what. There's no way to fix it. You have to destroy it. Yeah, no, I, (laughs) I can't seem to get my brain to get there. It's hard. It's hard, but it's true, man. Do I, maybe I don't agree then that it's, uh, that it's inherently immoral. Okay. I'd have to really think about it. I don't know if I can make that decision in an hour-long podcast. It's tough. Because I was very quick to be like, yeah, it's immoral. But I don't know. Like, when I look at if there's a true person who is going to run for an office, and I and they are, How and they, they are a real person who wants to fix why do, why the do issues that we talk about. Why do government? They don't. They don't. So if you think out of the three hundred, we need emperors. You think again. if we need I, empires. 
You think if we have that though, it's just dressed up with a little voting box. Well, no, they're not dressed up. They're hidden. Yeah, that's the problem. Both. I don't want a hidden empire. I want plain. I want to know it's that like. Both, though. I want to know that Biden is is the emperor <laughs> because he was the toughest motherfucker and no one could take him out. This warrior king. I'll go to war for him, but it's not. The the real em- <laughs> emperor is like some rich 180 year old dude in a mansion somewhere that we don't know about. Who is like, my life is going to be easier going forward the next 200 years if Joe Biden is president. So I'm going to put that guy in power. That's not fun. I don't want that. I want get rid of cars. Who is horses. Bill Gates making decisions for? I don't think Bill... By the way, I'm, this might be... I don't know anything. I think Bill Gates is a fucking puppet of that like elite class that they just throw out there because they know... People love people love to be like, oh, Bill Gates is in charge. Bill Gates is great. He's such an easy target. Bill Gates has ancestral wealth, and his family has long represented deep state interests. If he was real, like if he was a real deep state figure, yeah, I don't think we would know it. Well, the idea same thing is like Soros. The idea is like the Zuckerbergs, Jacks, Bezoses, Bill Gates of the world were placed at the heads of these corporations by the CIA. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like... Like, Bill Gates, Gates didn't really invent Microsoft in his garage on a whim, and they like Steve Jobs didn't actually... Or maybe Steve, in Steve Jobs' case, the actual conspiracy theory there, I believe, I don't know, I'm not super well-versed on it, is that he actually did invent Apple, but then Apple was co-opted by the CIA later. Not 100%. But I know Bill Gates, the idea is that he was placed at the head of Microsoft, Microsoft was invented by deep state... Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I tend to believe the idea that, like, these people are chosen at a young age and then, like, groomed into potential yeah, who to knows? be like, hey, in the future, you're going to be... We're going to make you a president. Because, like, we see it in you at a young age. And it's almost kind of like... Equate it to, like, a well, Bill Gates, baseball. Bill, I mean, Bill Gates. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a yeah. Rhodes Scholar. That's what I'm talking about. Like I think, uh, equate it's like minor league baseball. Not everyone has the goods to make it to the pros. But, like there's like this ecosystem of prospects that they're always ready to like put in place to to be in in a position of power or a face of a company, like whatever it is. Yeah. How would we know? We don't know anything. That's my. But point. that's where we're getting to transparency. My I, but also, let's say we're we're two idiots in a garage. Yeah. And we're wrong about all of it. Mm-hmm. What does it say though about where we're at in society that people like me and you, who are well educated, smart individuals, successful in our lives, can come together and be like? All of it is bullshit. Even if we're wrong, what does it say that we're this, like, in this predicament of, like... This jaded by society? So, like, that leads me to be like, well, probably not wrong. Well, even if... I don't... Not all of it. Even if I'm 90% wrong. Yeah. Like... Exactly. I mean, that's still pretty bad. That means 10% of that is true. (laughs) What's the 10%? Yeah. That I have real... Well, that's where Pizzagate got... Like I'm so into Pizzagate, love that shit. Will always be a fan of the Pizzagate. I don't know, I'm stuff. not. A, I don't love it. That seems like a weird. You're right. You love. I don't love Pizzagate. It's pretty horrendous and awful. Yes, I just mean like 
proud also, proud of what happened with that. As someone who experienced the research that happened okay, in real on. time, this is another thing we've talked about this before with other yes. things. If you go online, yes, it's impossible to find other they people wipe that. who believe in Pizzagate anymore. Yes, because they open silence. There they're was gone. a point in time where, like, <laughs> they're gone, man. You went on to Reddit. You go on to Twitter. There's going to be a group of people yes. that were in your camp in the in the Pizzagate camp. They're they gone. Been, they they're been gone. Purged. And they'll say they were all Russian bots. And I don't like I don't talk about it anymore, which is bullshit. Like I should be talking about, but like we should release on the Brothers Ketchup Instagram. All like I still have the Snapchat videos oh, from boy. when we went through Pizzagate. Yeah, it'd be fun. Maybe I'll just put the audio into the end of this podcast. We'll be definitely be taken off Spotify. So let's get that kid in here. Want to be on our podcast? <laughs> I don't even think he, I think like there's definitely an algorithm that just hears the words Pizzagate and now like this whole they're listening to this whole podcast. But that's again an example of the society we're in. But Pizzagate in and of itself, all it was was people finding connections that legitimately existed between Jeffrey Epstein and people, and three years later it was actual news. Can you get through a day where that if there's an Amber Alert that goes on, the Amber Alert doesn't make you think of Pizzagate and child trafficking? I never think of child trafficking with the Amber Alert aside from the fact that Laura Silsby was... What's I'm talking about is, like, because of that, like, today there's... Did you get the Amber Alerts today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just hear the noise and I go, fucking Pizzagate, man. Laura Silsby. it's crazy. Like, that's, like, where my brain goes. Like, that's the connection. I know. That lady tried to kidnap children. Smuggle them allegedly. Out of, smuggle them out of is it Africa? Is it Haiti? Allegedly. No, I have no Don't idea worry, if this is true. Jorge Puelo got her off. Allegedly. But then she worked for Amber Alert. Allegedly. Alert Sense. Alert Sense. They were in charge of Amber Alert. All right. Well, to get the Cultural Revolution, I agree with you. I think that people have to become more aware we've given our ideas and thoughts on what could contribute i think to that. we kind of just rambled for an hour but but i think it was good it was healthy i gotta be honest i think being in the garage with it open like looking to the outside i think it helps my brain work better yeah right a little fresh air i think when we're in your downstairs and it's dark i don't think i think well i get tired yeah i was sleepy. alert i'm like <laughs> i wanted to touch on a few other things if you have okay, a little like, well, time yeah i'm not going anywhere. uh I want to go talk back about to my Pokemon baseball game. Snap, and I want to talk about your baseball game. Okay. So we got to do the catch-up part. So this is a long episode. This is like a 26, half a year special. Half a year of podcast We changed episodes. the day. Changed the We're changing day. the title format. And you got a little bit more time with us to catch up. So let's start with the baseball game. How's it start with Pokemon Snap? Okay. All right, let's start with Pokemon Snap, whatever you want to do. Pokemon Snap, how's All it right. going? We beat it. And there's a lot more depth than I thought, but still not in the same way as the original, but some fun stuff to unlock and do. Okay. Now, when you mean depth, we're, we're still talking about, like... Things to kind of push towards... Yeah. I will you say... You gotta do this to get this to appear. What's interesting, though, is I, I do have an N64 that I have recently played Pokemon Snap on. And by recently, I mean the last, like, two years, which is pretty recent for N64, I feel like. But... I remember when I was playing the N64 Snap that it felt so organic. 
the way the Pokemon move and actually get caught when you do when you do levels over and over again, while you can find Pokemon in the same spot, like just something about it almost felt like it wasn't always the same, even though it probably was. In this game, really, yes. I think about the old Pokemon Snap, and I'm like, it was so exact. Like yes, Snorlax is always gonna be where Snorlax is. Yes. You have to always throw the apples, and that's true for this into game too. these weeds to get Scyther to be there. Yes, but it, what I'm saying is each run through the level felt more different than I think this game somehow. Okay, like the I. But what they've done in this game, which makes it better, is they've given a leveling system where as you complete the level more times, more things change and get added. So, which helps keeps it fresh. I like that. But what I'll say to that is I played the new one at yes. your house twice. And I played the same level twice. What I think you mean is, like, if you play Pokemon Snap, yes, Scyther's going to be in the same spot. Yes. But each time you run through that level, there's a chance you're going to get the better picture of Scyther. And or in, something different will happen And in this game, I ran through the same level twice. I feel like I couldn't get a better picture of like certain things. Like, well, that's the best I'm going to get there. There's a lot of variety, but like sometimes I get the same exact picture on yeah. runs, and I that never used to happen. Yeah. No, that's weird how that happens. But it's not an inherently bad thing. It's just you know what I don't strange like about that it? this many generations past that that's something that I noticed differently you know what i really don't like about my least favorite thing about new pokemon snap what the sound the audio engineering of the review stage of the pictures comparing it to the yeah old pictures professor that, oak they didn't have to change that all they should have used the original that's what i'm saying like if you just use the original format of like his exact voice and like the oh like the, yeah, those like were the, so the sound. Good. Like I, I can't explain the sound, they were so but I hear good. it. Like in my head, they try. It's not. It's as not good. that bad. It's not that bad. But you're right. The original like photo review is so good, and this is just not that good. No, it's good. The review scoring is pretty cool in this one. I like what they do. I like the. Four I don't star. like the stars. I do like the stars. It gives you more things to try and take pictures of, and it gives you like more photos to. But save. I don't understand. Look at that spider. Where you see this thing. We got a guest on the Brothers Kitchen podcast. We you got see a it? Big ass spider. Yeah, dangling down on top of Frankie's computer. Weird. Um, but I think it's still pretty good. And and having put more time into the game, I really do enjoy it. So I want to. I still. What did I give it last time? An eight and a half. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I still think it's probably about an eight and a half. But generally speaking, I. I did find more depth than I do think it's really worth people's time. If you haven't played the original, it's worth taking a look at this new one. If you have played the original, it is worth taking a look at it. And you should still take a look at the original too. And now tell everyone about your baseball game that you mentioned last week. I played baseball. How'd I you played do? a real game of baseball. As an adult. As an adult. Um, very sore today. I played yesterday. I'm way more sore... Than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. My chest hurts. My back hurts. My arms hurt. My legs hurt. But man, was it fun. Um, so I think each week I'll update my, my, my stats. Okay. 
So I think I had like maybe like seven chances in the field. Went One six error. went six for seven on, on chances. Perfect. No, not perfect. And I I'll be honest, I I made some good plays. Like I made some like plays where I had a charge throw on the run, like across the body. I was playing shortstop. So yeah, I thought those were good. I made one play in the ninth inning where the tying run was on third, and I had to charge a ball with the infield in and throw home. And I was like, like I could easily just cost us the game right there. And I didn't. Like I preserved the game. Like so that was cool. Um, and then at the plate, like first two at bats, strike out both times, and like I'm like starting to get in my head a little bit. Like where'd that spider go? I lost it. Yeah, oh, I see it. He's up there. Um, Started getting my head a little bit like, oh no, like this is a little bit harder than I thought. Am I not gonna be able to hit the ball? And then one of the guys on the team was like, I got a feeling you're getting a hit next to bat. And I was like, all right, I like that thought. And then just swung the first pitch. I said, I just gotta, I don't wanna get deep into this game. Let it rip. I just gotta get like a hack, ripped it down the third base line, get a double. I'm for sure gonna be like, I think, one of the fastest people in this league because it's definitely like <laughs> older guys. guys. So I think my speed's gonna play. Like I mean, I'm almost you like Tyler Wade. Bases, dude. I did. I, as soon as I got him first, first pitch gone. Second base. <laughs> Next pitch gone. I'm third base. If I get on base, it's a triple. It's almost like Tyler Wade, and I get it. Like I give Tyler Wade shit. I know in this league, all I have to do is get the ball and play. I'm gonna be swinging for the fences. It's just it, I just want to. I just want to hit a home run. So <laughs> keep doing you, Tyler Wade. Keep hitting 140, trying to hit a homer. Um, but yeah, then so currently sitting with a 500 batting average, a 750 slugging, nice, uh, 500 on base as well, um, 2Ks, 50% K rate, not great. We're gonna lower that. Uh, no walks. I'm interested. To, I'm interested to see where I find myself in the lineup next week, because first week they didn't know anything about me. But they you put were me replacing nine. a shortstop. I was replacing a shortstop. I think defensively, I definitely held my own. But what is that shortstop going to be back? Yeah, he'll be back Where next week. Where are you going to play? I don't know. <laughs> they, I think they liked me, though. They might be like, they're going to play shortstop. <laughs> or they might be like, hey, we're going to not play at all. It's fine, whatever. But I'm interested to see where I find myself well, Where's the hitting. weakest link on the team? Um, what if they listen to this podcast? No, I, I don't know if there is a weakest link. We're... So far from I've only I've seen the first game I went to and then yesterday I played in one. We're much like yesterday was a close game. Should have been a blowout. Like we're we're the better team. Um, I think we're a pretty good team. Like we're we're a group of guys that like play like these guys play ball. One of these dudes pitched against Jabba Chamberlain in you college. That, yeah. That's sick. Well, that's absolutely sick. Um, so I don't know. I'm I I don't know right now if may, I don't know, I might be the weakest link. I may be, find myself sitting next week. But like that, because it's just it's like real, but it's also fun. There's no hey, you have to play this many games. If you take him out, he can't go back in. So it's like if if the dude at second base is like shoulders hurt and he's like, hey, I'm gonna sit out an inning. I'm gonna go to second. Like you can change it up whenever you want and do. So I'll play. Yeah. Like I may not be at short all the time. Maybe I'll play second. Maybe I'll play a little third. Also, motor. I think you should play second. I think it's a better position. Well, I do too. Um, but I bat at ninth yesterday because they'd never seen me play. Just put this guy nine. Fine. I don't know. 
get two hits, show the speed a little bit. You might want that a little bit higher up in the order next week. <laughs> if I was the manager, I'd be like, might be putting this guy like. If they lead you off, will you bunt for a base hit to start the game? Nah, fuck no. Probably strike out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you're having fun and you're playing well. Yeah, I'm very excited to keep it going. It's an 18-game season. What game was that? That was only game three, so we're 3-0. It's like I got plenty of games ahead of me, and I got to be honest, we're so far we're making a great great start. I think we're going to make the playoffs. Win the championship of this league, I'll be pumped. These guys go hard. Like, no one's like... like these, guys, these guys play, man. I'm glad to hear it. I'll be at one of these games. One yeah. of the in like the first inning, we had a chance to put some runs on the board. Dude was on second, ground ball to shortstop, and he takes off to third and gets thrown out at third. It's like in a rundown. He's pissed. He's like, "Fuck, I'm such an idiot!" Like, I'm like, I like that. I like how like if you fuck up, like they're not happy. So like in the ninth inning, when it was like, "Hey, like we could lose this game right here," Don't I was like me. nervous, like in the field, like, "Yo, if I get a ball to me, like." What am I doing with this play? Like, I gotta make a good throw. Having something on the line is exciting. Because in, I don't know, adult life, what do you do that gets those types of juices flowing, you know? You don't do that when you when you apply controlled pesticides? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, everyone... It was nice squirting you today. <laughs> I guess we'll see you next week it's in the, the garage. Worst one you've ever had. <laughs> Are we gonna stay in the garage from now on? I really like it. The garage is nice. If we yeah. have, I mean, even on a rainy day like this might be nice. Oh well, yeah, we're covered. I got the heater in here too. What happens when it's really hot? We got windows. All right, perfect. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We will see you on Monday night. Tuesday morning of next week. Check your local listings. <laughs> Bye. What are the odds of the Chinese <coughs> rocket was actually UFOs? Two and eight. <laughs> two and eight? That's one and four. <laughs> no, two and eight. I I know they're different, but I think they're the same. What? <laughs> no, I know they're the same, but I think they're different. They're not. They're the same. No, I mean, all right. 
me and Amanda were talking about this. Okay. Okay. If I had to give a score on a movie, yes. one through ten. Yeah. And let's say I thought it was a four. Uh-huh. Amanda thinks on a scale of one through one hundred, it's forty. And I was like, no, it's just not. Like It doesn't translate to She's you. like, no, but like it, it has to. But we're talking about odds. No, but it's the same thing. No, but it's, you can reduce it if it's a fraction. No, two and eight seems like more likely than one and four. Hmm. Again, I know it's the same, but my, that's my point. I just thought you were going to say, like, very likely or unlikely. Nope, two and eight. Got it. One and four. I watched a TikToker Three and 12. who said that it landed on his property, that some of it fell on his property. And he had, like, the video of it burning, and then he showed a clip of it, and then there was, like, a military Humvee that showed up. But I don't know if it's real. It's just TikTok. TikTok's weird. It's a weird thing. Right, let's see. How did that sound?